0: Hello and welcome to episode 22 of the NRL Fantasy Amateurs. This is Mark here with Ryan, as usual, after a uh, bit of a chaotic week in fantasy. Ryan, uh, how are you feeling being a, uh, a Nathan Cleary owner?
1: Oh, mate, uh, <laughs> pretty pretty good considering he got me to a head-to-head win. Um, but <laughs> I, can, I can imagine for those who, who have uh, held the path of righteousness like my co-host here, <laughs> probably feeling a little bit worse.
0: Yeah, well, you know, I've, I've, I've uh, rolled my gigantic magic weekend into a man flu. So that combined with the, uh, the Nathan Cleary gigantic score and me not owning him, is uh, all in all, It's a, it's been a long Monday. But um, we're ready to get stuck in. It's actually Tuesday today. That should tell you how long my day's been. <laughs> <laughs> Great um, start. What a start. Yeah, mate, I'm on fire. This is going to be a really good episode. I can feel it. All right, mate. Um, straight into the first game of the round, which sees the Cowboys lose uh, front rower.
1: Cowan Hess.
0: Cowan Hess uh, with HIA. So they're going to bring Tom Gilbert into the starting side and uh, Helium Lukey onto the bench. So he's a back rower but, like, sort of a big guy. So I think uh, Hamole Olikowatu sort of front row, second row, can play either position type of thing um so i have to imagine he's going to play pretty limited minutes which is really good news for tom alolo it's also really good news for anyone possibly wanting to take a flyer on tom gilbert so mate uh, well, i guess we'll start with tom alolo where are you are you looking at him at all or
1: Yeah, i think you've got to, got to now um we've seen i mean back-to-back weeks now with decent minutes there's a chance that that failed HIA might have played into um, Tom Lolo's minutes last week. But that said, uh, there were plenty of other forwards. Like I think Molo only played like mid-20s minutes. So mm.
0: um,
1: it easily could have been spread around other people uh, if they wanted to. And I guess they had a couple of – they had a sin bidding, didn't
0: they, the Cowboys? Yeah, on Burr.
1: Yeah, that's right. So that obviously – that's 10 minutes out of the minutes as well. When, so. when
0: James Tedesco dived into his chest head first and <laughs> thing got sin binned.
1: He's still salty.
0: Oh, um, mate, yeah.
1: <laughs> but, I mean, seeing him play 64 minutes, even with uh, with all that, I, I think it's pretty encouraging and it seems like, I don't know what's going on. Like, what's happened in Peyton's head that suddenly uh, Tom Malolo needs to be playing 65 minutes again?
0: Mate, well, I think, so my theory is, and, and I'm going to, I've developed this theory since I decided I want to get him and that the minutes are, are going to stay pretty good. I'm not expecting it to be 65 to 75. I'm expecting it to be like 60 minutes a week on average. Yeah. What I think is the medical retirement of Michael Morgan's definitely played into this because obviously Morgo and Tom Alolo were the co-captains and now it's just Tom Malolo. Yeah. Um, so maybe he's uh, come, you know, like they want him to be on the field for as much as possible as the captain without burning him out. And that sweet spot for him is about 60 minutes. So he hits a really nice PPM. Uh, If you have a look at his games over the last couple of years where he's played between 50 and 70 minutes, uh, he averages 61 point something points in 61 minutes. So that's kind of a really good sweet spot for his work rate, I think. So I I, I feel like that's probably what we're going to see moving forward. And, um, Obviously, like you said, we've got Lachlan Burr, who's not a huge minute guy. He can do it, but hasn't been. Same with Molo. Lukey's Luke not going to play big minutes. They had Robson and Grenville on the field at the same time for a portion of time last week. These back rowers aren't always playing 80 minutes. It's usually sort of one or the other. Mm. So it all bodes really well for Tom Malolo, and ultimately the Cowboys are better with him on the field as long as he's not shortcutting and... He seemed to have spent that couple of weeks. I think all up it was about six weeks. I think he seems to have spent that time working on his fitness, because obviously you can still do running training when you've got a broken hand. Um, it feels like he looks thinner, like he looks fitter. So, you know, maybe he's Peyton said to him, mate, if we if you want to play the minutes, you gotta be able to handle it. So you know, it, look, it looks good to me, but he's really the only player in this Cowboys team that's appealing to me from a fantasy perspective. Mm. Um, I mean, Gilbert's good, but he's, his PPM's not gr- great um, mm. overall. Um, I definitely want to see him playing sort of 60 minutes to, oh, to be by.
1: Come on, mate! Get on the get on the Django train. Two hundred ninety-two k minus one break even. Scored a forty-eight on the weekend. he's back. He's back until, <laughs> until the hammer like comes back.
0: Two weeks, two <laughs> weeks from now, and the hammer comes back. So,
1: um, yeah.
0: I kind of won't be surprised if Corey Jensen ends up on the bench instead of this uh, Lukey guy or even Ben Condon. Uh, so, just keep an eye out for that. But um, yeah, certainly wouldn't be buying him as a, a cashier. And uh, Tom Lilo is the only one that's appealing to me. Uh, on the other side of the ball, no Ponger again this week. We do get Watson back to the bench. Seeing some stuff today on Twitter that Barry Toohey's basically saying he thinks that uh, Fitzgibbon's on pretty thin ice at the moment, yeah. um, which would be good for Watson, but also good for Bradman Best, who seems to be out there on an island trying to get the ball, uh, which is not making it that far. Mate, uh, Connor Watson's obviously... a big talking point here now. He scored pretty well, but he's been bailed out the last two weeks. Mm. Um, I guess, unfortunately, we're probably going to be stuck in a situation where even if we wanted to sell him, a lot of teams don't really have that luxury this week.
1: Yeah. A lot of teams are sort of stuck with him um, with all these red dots, but that said, there are worse players to be stuck with even playing, um, because it seemed like last week he was going to get about 45 minutes until he pinched about eight minutes from Braley at the end of the game there when it was already over. Um, I mean, I, th- I still think he's he's pretty safe for a mid, like a low, low to mid 40s score getting that, um, mm. you know, those those 45 minutes. And for overall players as well, keep in mind, like a lot of them, like you said, not going to be able to trade him this week. And then you know he's going to be getting good minutes in round 13 once Frizzell's gone and, and Mitch Barnett's playing on the edge. So, I mean, there's that to factor in as well. Um, and yeah, like you said, Fitzgibbon on thin ice. Maybe we we do get the return of Connor Watson to uh to some big minutes, but yeah, he's he's certainly a tricky one. Um, he's he's one where I could definitely see why someone would want to upgrade him um, right now, but at the same time, he's also not putting out terrible scores, so it's it's not mm-hmm. the biggest fire in most teams.
0: Yeah, I think I'm I'm looking at him as uh, if I get an opportunity to do a luxury upgrade, I'll do it, but yeah. I'm I'm sort of not really rushing with him. Uh, obviously, we've got Blake Green down there in twenty one. Uh, the talk today was if Green plays at Kurt Mann might move to fullback and Tex Hoy might be out. Mm. So anyone that's still holding Tex Hoy, just be aware that that is a possibility. Um, you would have to think the in- more intelligent thing to do would be to maybe put Mann at centre and shift Tuala to the wing or something maybe. But
1: uh, Hoy didn't play very well on the weekend though, unfortunately. No. He well, had a bit of a scene.
0: Yeah. Oh, man, yeah. I, I looked and he was up like, oh, he got bin, didn't he?
1: Yeah, but he, he was also like dropping a lot of balls as well, similar similar yeah. to our man.
0: Yeah. I mean, obviously, this bench is not really good for the forwards either. So it's kind of obviously, Braley doing really well um, and Frizzell doing really well. Clemmer, Barnett are kind of on the fringes and Watson have, of being good options at the moment. But even, you know, it's kind of just if you got him, you just kind of hold him to around 13 if you're playing overall. But I mean, Moving Watson on, like I'm looking at this week, I'm pretty sure I'm going to loop him this week. Uh, and that could be an interesting point, like an antipod to, if you can avoid playing him. Although I think a lot of people don't have that that option this week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, all right, so second game, which is the, the first game on the Friday night, so the Warriors have stuck true to their Reese Walsh off the bench strategy despite the uh, marketing team trolling everybody by putting him as their uh, their pitcher but but off the bench. So we see Evans back into the team and Murchie and Burdock Masilla as the the starting back rowers. Uh, it does seem to be mucking around a little bit, but I guess the moral of the story is there's probably no buys in this lineup outside of tohu to Harris.
1: Yeah, it's uh it's quite tough to, to find any with um, you know with Brown constantly uh, shifting and, and and moving people around because I mean even Roger now he's yeah like his scoring potentials really dropped off with um, with Walsh coming on in the last you know 20 to 30 mm-hmm. minutes most weeks and yeah and him playing uh out of fullback now yeah um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe Aiken can get back to uh, being keeper center, but I definitely wouldn't want to be jumping on
0: anytime soon. Yeah, um, I was actually just about to say I'm I'm literally staring at Aitken's profile right now. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, I was thinking exactly the same thing. Just wait and see if he gets back to match fitness, and yeah, no, it's I think it's kind of Toru or bust in this in this Warriors team at the moment, mm. um, mate. If you had Roger Tuivasa-Shek, what would you be doing with him?
1: Oh, I mean, I can, again. Like, I can see why people would want to be moving him on. Um, it's just also so tough because, like, who do you move him on to? You know, like Teddy's obviously going to be a popular option, but he's got origin in two weeks. Same with Turbo. Uh, you know, now with Pappenhausen gone as well, it's yeah, it's really a tough one. You're sort of left with guys like like Brimson or Edwards or you know something like that. Um, which is pretty much sideways. Yeah, it, it, exactly. It sort of feels that way. So uh, I, I think you almost. I don't know. You've almost got to hold him just to after origin maybe or at least till round 14. I'm not sure. It's I mean, if you're,
0: if you're an overall player, you could make the case to move him to a Dylan Edwards type. Yeah, that's true. Um, you know, What's the price difference on them at the moment? They have to be pretty similar, I would have thought. Let me just have a look at that quickly. Uh, so, Roger is yeah, 604. Yeah, so 10K apart. Uh, Edwards is 9K cheaper. So, um, yeah, that's an easy sort of straight swap if you want to. A guy who's going to play in that buy round. Uh, also, Edwards hasn't scored uh, like two of us. the has three scores lower than Edwards's worst score this year. So I think uh, it probably would be an upgrade. Um, plus, you yeah, get that get that get that player who's going to play that buy round. But even in head to head, he's a nice little pot option there. After the Rabbitohs this weekend, they're going into Bulldogs, Tigers, Sharks. So um, yeah, some attacking stats potentially there. Uh, on the other side of the ball for the West Tigers, the, um, uh, move from Dewey, uh, from the five, eight to the centers did wonders for Brooksy, even though he did get a try he scored in the sixties. Laurie's kind of really hit a wall though, hasn't he?
1: Yeah, he really has. He seems to, um, just be hovering around those sort of, you know, mid thirties scores now. Um, I mean, he's still probably a decent hold option if you've got a back three that consists of a lot of origin players, at least till Mm. round 14 to see if, you know, someone's getting a rest. But, um, yeah, he he certainly seems like one to upgrade in the coming weeks, though. Uh, Yeah, because it's a bit disappointing given that the Tigers actually did well against the Knights and he was only able to put up a 30-point score.
0: Yeah, I think it's he's kind of just a boom or bust play type of thing. Like he'll mm. that one big try where he'll put on twenty-five points, which gets him to the fifties, otherwise he's scoring thirty points, you know. So he's uh he's definitely not a final team keeper, but he's certainly somebody to just hang on to, particularly with as you say, you know, you got a lot of teams, so like my back three's Teddy Turbo and Pap. You know, so I'm playing Laurie this week and I'll probably be playing him in round fourteen, even so I don't even think I'll be able to move him on then. So he's just sort of judging when it's time to move that cover on because obviously he's got nailed on job security and um, he's a pretty good scorer. And he's kind of not really – he's just hanging around that 500K. Like he's not really going anywhere in a hurry. So he could easily bet, beat his break even of 46 this week and make some money or he could just stay with his – so I think, he, I think you'll find that whatever you sell, Laurie, it's going to be about – he's going to be about 500K. Mm. It's just whether you do it now or in seven or eight weeks' time. so um, Outside of that, even the Tigers, like, you wouldn't be buying Dewey now. Obviously, if you got him, you're just going to hang on to him and see what happens. There's not yeah. really a lot else here, is there?
1: No, I mean, it's surprising that they've actually stuck with the 1-17 to 17 for a change. Like, I saw some people throwing around the uh, the idea, idea of Moses Mbai last week, but I, think, mm. um, I definitely wouldn't yeah. be too keen to go running into that.
0: Well, he, was, he seemed to be going okay on a yeah. PPM-wise, and then he ended yeah. up in the bin and also in the centres.
1: Yeah, not ideal.
0: (laughs) No. But, um, I mean, at 305K or 308K or whatever it is, you could probably do worse than the 30 points a game. But you never know what's going to happen. It seems like the Tigers aren't willing to let him go because the Dragons were trying to get him and ended up signing Beal. So, obviously, they said no. Um, And, obviously, uh, Embi is undefeated with Brooks now. So... uh, (laughs) They're going to have to roll it out. And it's great for Brooks because he's actually got a 5'8 with him now instead of somebody trying to take over and be the halfback. I don't think Bai has the desire to do that. So he seems to just be playing second fiddle, which is great.
1: Yeah, so, um, great for Brooks owners.
0: Yeah, I'm, lo- I'm loving the Brooksy at the moment. So I've, I keep going to sell him and then he puts on a good score and starts making money again. I'll, like, But he's averaging in the 50s. It's kind of a bit, a bit rough to be selling him. So, mm. yeah, I'm just going to ride it out. Uh, so friday night sharkies and the dragons B great side <laughs> so sean johnson's named in the 18 jersey uh, likely that he probably won't play this week uh, sharks aren't particularly fantasy relevant this year are they at all no,
1: well, actually, our, our man uh, Austin Murphy uh, messaged me the other day and uh, talked to me about Wade Graham. Um, I, I don't think I'd be buying him now, but he, he was—he uh, was one that's you know he's priced at what 430k, uh, averaging outside of those two HIA games, he's averaging about 45 this year, which is lines up with his career, career. average. Yeah, yeah. so th- there's probably uh, close to 150k there, but I think I just think there's better options, yeah, um, no, probably cheaper you. options, but. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably put him in the buy category. I just think there's probably other yeah. options you would rather go for.
0: Yeah, it's kind of one of those ones where if you were doing another trade and that that you also needed an edge guy and that was the best player that you could afford, I could you could make an argument for it. I'm yeah. um, just scrolling down to see what other players are kind of in that price range. Like, I mean, Nico Hines, Victor Radley. Like, you'd have to take Radley every day of the week, wouldn't you?
1: Uh, yeah, but, I mean, Radley hasn't shown a whole lot either, um, really. Like, he got, what, 52 on the weekend with a try, didn't he?
0: Yeah, well, you know, that's but that's what he is. He's an attacking player, so. Yeah, true. Uh, 73 minutes is good sign for him. Uh, on the other side of the ball, obviously Bird's doing really well. Ramsey's going back to fullback. Pereira's in after his suspension for trying to decapitate Tedesco a couple of weeks ago. Uh McCulloch survives. Seems like he's got no existing damage. But um, mate, how are you feeling as a McCulloch owner at the moment?
1: Oh, I mean, a, a little bit better now that um now that McGuire's gone for five weeks. But yeah, it's a little bit concerning seeing uh Junior Amone in um in the on the bench as well. I'm not really sure what his role will be. He hasn't played any reserve grade this year. He's been playing um SG Ball, which is the under 18s comp so i think he's he's only 18 or maybe just turned 19 or something like that mm-hmm. um he, he was playing he wasn't playing hooker in in that uh in that comp either he was playing in the halves. so I'm, I'm not really sure what his role is going to be whether he's going to spell mcculloch or if he's going to be one of these like ball playing locks or if he's literally just a a zero minutes break last <laughs> in the case of uh, emergency he's, utility he's, but,
0: he's a warm body
1: yeah
0: yeah um because,
1: yeah because it seems strange that you'd, you'd if you were gonna use him to spell McCulloch, that you'd pick him and not Billy Britton who's sitting sitting in nineteen. So or Adam Cleen, Or Adam Cleen, yeah, in eighteen. So yeah, it, it's really strange. Um I I can I, I'm still gonna I'm gonna hold on to McCulloch for now, but if if this does continue, I, c- I could definitely see why someone would want to consider selling him. I mean, even playing 70 minutes, he should go close to a 50 average, which isn't awful. It's just not what you you paid for.
0: No, yeah, exactly right. But I mean, he's kind of for people that don't have him, he's kind of Floating back down into buy territory, which is nice. So mm. might be primed just for that round thirteen for everyone that was looking at Arpy, who uh, doesn't seem to be. Well, I guess we'll get to him, but um, maybe that's a, an alternative there. So uh, I think we might just move on. I would say don't buy any dragons players aside from that. Yeah. Well, I mean we've got a, we've got
1: our preseason darling uh, farmer uh, farmer silly I at, a- at thirteen, <laughs> He's but finally I don't if- in
0: the thirteen.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know if I'd want to mess around with him though. No because, um, I mean, we we've, we highlighted him so much in the preseason. Like, his PPM is only, like, 0.8, so he's probably going to be needing it at least 40 minutes. And, you know, with uh, with guys like Alvaro and Ellis on the bench, I, I don't know if I'd, uh, I'd want to mess around with that.
0: Yeah. No, I think I'm fine to just let that one go through to the keeper. Mm. Uh, first game on the Saturday, Titans versus Bulldogs. Surprisingly fantasy-relevant stills. Brimson, uh, even in a game where, I mean, the Titans... They got, uh, I was, shows how much attention I was paying. Uh, <laughs> he only scored 35 points. Oh, they got pantsed by Penrith last week. Yeah, they got cleared. Yeah, they got cleared. Uh, Brian Kelly, though, he seems to be putting together some pretty good scores without really doing a lot. Mm. Um, which is promising signs for anybody that needs a center. We've been talking about him for a couple of weeks. Uh, you know, he got a 38 on the weekend and, um, I'm just looking – that's basically comprised of, yeah, 13 tackles, five tackle busts and 111 metres in a game where they got flogged the week before. You know, he's got three 38s in his past four rounds. So, um, I mean, that's a bit shy of Keeper. But you think once the uh, the Titans get a, a roll on, maybe get the feeder back, he might be able to put some points on with that combination. But, um, I mean, yeah, it's kind of – I'd probably rather spend the extra 50 and go to Herbie, who's in form at the moment, though, as well. So, Mm. Uh outside of that, uh, they've lost Peachy for a couple of weeks, which is a, a bit of blow for fantasy managers. Are you, do you have Peachy?
1: No, mate. No, I've, I've, oh. uh, I've managed to avoid that red dot at least.
0: Yeah, okay. And um, obviously Fogarty, 48, in a, yes. uh, in a oh, man. pretty bad performance, which is good, I guess, good signs for him and where his floor is looking. Um, as far as the guys that have come in to replace these players, obviously we're expecting Waker to play Origin. Um, Tino, we know even with big minutes doesn't really matter. So we're probably not buying anyone here on the Titans, are we?
1: No. Um, I mean, Jamal Fogarty's still a buy, I think. But outside of that, I'm pretty happy to to watch these guys go around.
0: Yep. Or not watch them go around. <laughs> uh, on the other side of the ball, we've got a debut for Aaron Soup. Uh, no, I'm sure that's Shoop and um, <laughs> Shoop. Shooter.
1: I was promised no more singing.
0: No, mate. I said I wasn't going to sing you with. I can't remember. I wasn't. Anyway, it's too long ago. My brain's not working. Uh, Kotrick, he's back.
1: 47. Yes, our man. He's finally back.
0: (laughs) Might have been the revenge game, though. So I'd like to see him back it up against a frankly not very good Titans defense. Uh, They've kept with the, uh, the halves pairing, Wakem and Avarillo, which is really good for people that own Avarillo. He's mm-hmm. um, probably a bit expensive now, though. I mean,
1: I, I don't think there's any cheap keeper halves now. Like, they're all around that 500K mark. Mm. Um, so, I mean, you, you're going to be paying somewhere between, like, you know, 460 and 510 for a, for a centre if you need one, um, like a keeper centre, that is, so... I mean, I, I think he fits that mold. If he, if he, if uh, Flanagan can stay out of the side and Avarillo can, can um, maintain goal kicking, I think Avarillo probably fits the build for a keeper center.
0: I mean, it, 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 like, it looks to me like this side really should be Flanagan at seven and Avarillo in the centers. So, I mean, I, I don't necessarily know if they'll do that, but um, that's to, like, to me, that's what it looks like. It should be. Uh, Made in other news, though, in this team, uh, I'm not sure how many people are hanging on to Adam Elliott, but he's obviously been benched now as well. Uh, yeah. It's still being 47, but that's bad for him. Um, but Chris Smith is emerging as an option. Mm. I, I'm kind of inclined to suggest to people just to avoid buying anyone from this Bulldogs team.
1: Yeah. I mean, Chris Smith is probably the only one uh, I'd be willing to take a punt on. Um again our, our man austin murphy <laughs> he's uh he's doing the all the hard yards for us um
0: he's uh he's what
1: he's he's like pod hunter yeah he's finding them all <laughs> yeah. um but yeah for, no for those who don't know chris smith playing second row for the bulldogs he has done for the last three or four weeks now um the first week though he copped a fifteen minute h i a only scored eight points but uh since then in the last three rounds he's averaged forty eight uh three hundred and seventy two k available in the mid and you'd assume um would be grabbing dual position in a couple of weeks. Um, low break-even too, I think. I think uh, about minus, minus two break-even. So, mm-hmm. I mean, he's certainly an option. Uh, also, But you've got to keep in mind that the Dogs do have some names coming back soon, um, you know, with Josh Jackson. And uh, who else do they have coming back? With Raymond
0: Tyler Mariner, but I think he's... He's still a while still away. Still a while away, yeah. So, you have to imagine when Heathering come, comes back as well, that team might be, you know, Adam Elliott back to the edge and Waddell, like Waddell was playing on the edge and Jackson. They've got to fit all these guys in. You'd have to imagine like Dory's yeah. going to mo- drop out. See, Manafeng guy's probably going to move out. You know, it's kind of a weird team list, isn't it? It really like, is. It really is. Because, I, I mean, I was, but I was thinking like if like, – because
1: obviously Chris Smith is, is one of those guys that can play middle as well. Like if – if he hadn't won that position over Waddell, then like why wasn't mm. Waddell starting and Smith playing in the middle? I don't know. I think I think he might have actually won that position over Waddell, but it's it's certainly a risk if, if you're going to take a punt on someone like that though.
0: Yeah. He's kind of like at 372 or 374 or whatever it is. It's kind of expensive to take a gamble, but I mean, I mean if that's what you need, he's probably the best player in that range. Mm. Yeah, it's kind of not really. I'm am trying to avoid headaches at the moment.
1: <laughs> yeah, enough red dots going around. Isn't it I?
0: Feels it. like it might be a headache, but you know, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't judge anybody for giving it a crack, but it's probably maybe not for me. Uh, Roosters versus Broncos at the SCG. That should be uh, should, that should be fun. So Tedesco seems like he might be back as well. Uh, so he's got uh, eighty last week. And um, obviously, this should be a good game for the attacking options and the Roosters. So, Tedesco, Sam Walker, who's kind of nearing being maxed out in price as well.
1: Mm, yeah, I mean, but he's one of these guys like we've spoken about that he's, he's a little bit of a roller coaster in that regard. Like, there's every chance he puts up another 80 this week and gets his price moving again. Um, but at the same time, he could easily put up a 30 and all of a sudden, he's yeah, he's he's maxed out. Yeah. yeah so he's a tough one. um uh, he's 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 probably in the same uh area as Connor Watson in that like if you want to hold him, you can, but at the same time if you want to sell him like I, I wouldn't talk you out of it
0: yeah at forty eight percent ownership, you know you're kind of risking a lot by not playing him because you know if he pumps out a thirty three everybody else is getting a thirty three right mm. but if he pumps out an eighty and you've sold him to Tom Malolo, who gets fifty five you sitting there going, oh, well, now I just wasted, you know, 160K upgrading to get 25 less points. Mm. So, I mean, yeah, I think a lot of people are going to be fixing their centres again this week. It's certainly an interesting option. And obviously, Radley's now at a really rising price point down there. So, what's he, 456 now. Still 40 break even, so no rush. Like, you don't have to jump on him this week. Might be worth keeping the eye, you know, the eyes on him for one more week to see what happens, but... You know, played seventy odd minutes last week. So if that continues and keeps up, he's going to be a he's going to be a borderline sort of fifty point player, nice money maker there. So
1: yeah, well, especially with how depleted, um, you know the the uh, Roosters forward pack is as well. That certainly helps.
0: Yeah. Uh, Broncos side of the ball, Milford's gone again, and <laughs> uh, Corey Oates is gone. So that sees Albert Kelly and David Mead coming to the side. Jordan Ricky's out for a couple of weeks with a crusher tackle, which sees uh Keenan Palasia make his debut on the edge. We've also got Kobe Hethering- Hetherington debuting at uh, number fourteen in place of Danny Levi. Uh, obviously Palasia has some pretty good raps, but he sounds like to me like he's pretty raw. Um, mm-hmm. we've also been given a scoop, bit of a scoop today that he might be ball- battling a bit of a sickness, or is that Pia Kura?
1: Oh, God, all these and names also, run together.
0: Yeah. Anyway, uh, whichever one ends up actually playing, they've probably only got a two-week job there. You know, Alex Glenn's going to come back. They might just drop out of the side altogether or go to the bench. So uh, probably not messing around with anyone in this Broncos team outside of the really obvious guys. So Penn guy had a bit of a low score, but he's a keeper. Same with Payne Haas. As much as it upsets me that he got 40 as my captain when everybody else got 150 from Cleary. <laughs> um, Herbie Farnworth's another one to have a look at if you're in need of a centre. Has the nice duel there. Yeah, certainly. Yep. Moving on to oh, and Angus is back as well. I guess that's another yeah.
1: one. Yeah, he is. Finally it's back. Um,
0: it's unfortunate that he's running at uh, Pangai and not the, uh, the debut back rower though. That was kind of... Really getting really excited about putting the C on Angus this week. But I might even, I might even throw it on Teddy. I'll see how drunk I get before the, the start of Thursday. <laughs> uh, last game of the Saturday, Raiders vs Storm. Raiders obviously missing Papali for a couple of weeks, including he did just enough to get himself suspended from State of Origin as well. Thanks, Josh, you donkey. I was, I was going to call him something worse than that. but You don't want him coming to your house, mate. He'll find you. No, mate, he will find me. No, I don't know if I can say dickhead on the podcast. So I said it now. So (laughs) no. So Sebastian Chris is uh, is named at center. So uh, he's going to be in there for a while, by the sounds of it, with Croker dealing with some sort of knee injury. Uh, Tom Starling gets uh, to stay at Hooker with Josh Hodgson out for a week, and um, we've also lost one more player from this Raiders team. You can help me out with who it is. Uh... Jack Whiten. Yes. So he's gone for a week. Sam Williams is in the uh, the number six, but obviously that's only going to be for a week. Tom Starling represents an interesting buy option, though, for fantasy owners.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's one that uh, a lot of us have had numerous conversations about. We <laughs> You've called him a big balls play in the last couple of weeks and all of a sudden uh, everyone <laughs> without the big balls are looking to jump on this week. Yeah, um, Yeah. no, he, he certainly... We. I mean, we know what he is. He, he looks like... Uh, like just an absolute weapon when he's when he's actually playing um I, I guess the only question mark is is the minutes um i know our raiders man last week said that um he only expects him to play about 60 with you know upside to 80 if something goes wrong and, and i think that's sort of what happened last week it looked like he was going to go off and then papali got uh or papali got sent off and um yeah, he he came back on uh, after a two minute race arrest. So yeah, I mean he's interesting, and, and there is a you know a bench sort of utility there in in Rob Schneider's brother um <laughs> <laughs> Brad. So I mean yeah, I mean it's a tough one. Uh, so, so I can certainly see potential there for a for a fifties average if he's playing sixty. Um, but yeah, if he's playing eighty, he's he's a keeper for sure.
0: Yeah, I think I'm going to jump on this week. I um, We've finally hit the threshold where my small balls are big enough now that I can buy him, so we couldn't do it the last couple of weeks. But, um, yeah, no, I definitely think he's a, a really good option moving forward. Uh, obviously, the other, only other real fantasy option here, I mean, I have, Caleb Aikens has been scoring really well. Somebody messaged me about him a couple of weeks ago, and I kind of uh, politely... Um, Disregarded it, but I tell you what, he was right on the money, and I was wrong. So he's it's going really, really well. Uh, not that I n- have needed a wing fullback, actually, surprisingly, but um, yeah, for anyone I guess that's looking for a wing fullback, he's kind of getting up there with price now. And we don't do we know when the Cook starts coming back?
1: You'd have to think it because they they're off uh, round thirteen, aren't they? So you, I mean, you'd have to think it's probably after the buy. Uh, I, I know he was back training or at least back running a couple of weeks ago, so. Can't be far off.
0: So, yeah, maybe just an avoid that one. Obviously, Naira put up a really good score as well. So he's coming off a break-even now at 432k. So um, do we think it's too late for him? Um, I mean, it's sort of getting to, if you're not on now,
1: don't bother Sort type of territory, especially with a break-even of eight. Because what, he'd be priced in the mid-30s or low-30s now, I'd assume. So yeah, something
0: like that, yeah.
1: So it's sort of like, if you're not on this week, don't bother type of territory, I think. Um, Yeah, yeah. I, I think yeah. if you're not on this week, don't bother.
0: Yep, so last week to get him, we'll say.
1: What about uh, what about Seb Chris with uh, Croker gone for a while? Any interest there?
0: Uh, maybe. Um, I kind of want to see the Raiders play better.
1: Um, yeah, it would be nice, wouldn't it?
0: And versus Melbourne this week, I think you can certainly give it this week. Mm. Um, and he's cheap enough that you can. Sort of, I guess people need a center though. Ah.
1: I mean, if if you, if you needed a cheap center, who would you go? Would you go Chris or Figo?
0: Oh yeah, I'd definitely go Chris. Um, I thought you were going to say Chris or Embi. <laughs> well, there you go. Would you? That go would M-Buy? have been that would have been a harder question actually. Um, would yeah, probably go Chris. Mm. Yeah, he looks he looks good. He's just yeah, I'd, I'd I'd like to see a little bit more from the Raiders. And I doubt they're going to see it. We're going to see it this week against this Storm side. So they get Brandon Smith back, which is good because Smoothie ended up getting injured in the last game. So he's going to come straight into hooker. Hines is going to cover for Pappenhausen, who uh, was almost decapitated by Tyrell Fumano. So, um, I mean, Olam was one of the guys that we highlighted potentially as a centre by, and he scored really well last week. Uh, How does it feel to be an Olam owner?
1: Feels quite nice. <laughs> Have uh, yeah the the PNG flash on my side. Yeah, no, it's nice. Um, yeah, because I, I mean, I I had Morgan Harper in my team most of the week, and he ended up going well as well. But I, I just got sort of scared off with the impending return of Dylan Walker. I just like you said about headaches. I just didn't need another one, especially in the center position. I did not want to be yeah. buying another center. So I was just like, I'm going to get Olam. He's in a team that's going to score points, and especially with Landis Ball at the moment, you you sort of kind of want a center in a side that's going to score points. And I was mm-hmm. like, well, don't have to worry about that with Melbourne. Um, don't have to worry about him playing Origin. He seems like he's got the spot locked down. So, yeah, he seems like a good keeper centre option for mine.
0: Yep. And, um, I mean, the other one that we really need to address here is Nico Hines as well. So he's uh, coming off a 70 yeah. with a negative eight break even. Perhaps sounds like he's going to be out for a couple of weeks. And then, obviously, we've got rests for Munster and stuff. I highlighted him back at 320K or whatever he was. Um, When we were choosing between him and Reese Walsh, and obviously Hines seems to be the better option, even though Walsh has been scoring pretty well. Um, Is it too late for him?
1: No, I don't think so. I mean, he's firmly on my radar this week. Um, I don't know if I'm going to buy him, but that said, like, you'd have to think he's going to be getting at least four more starts, given, uh, you know, this week we know Munster's probably not. Well, I guess Munster could be back next week, but there's also the chance that. Pap's still out mm. um and then you know he's gonna he's gonna get a game in round 13 and then there's round 14 after origin every chance that um you know Munster as a Munster or grant don't back up um yeah i mean i don't know I, I still think he's a he's a solid option the only problem with him is once um once all these guys are back you're gonna have to get him out of your team pretty quickly because mm. um, is gonna make some really quick cash especially with that low break even but as soon as these guys are back, he's he's going to be probably on the bench and putting up single-digit scores and, yeah, going the wrong way very quickly.
0: I guess the good news is his break-even is going to be so low that he can probably cop a low score in between if he needs to. Yeah, it's true. Um, but it's one trade in and one trade out.
1: Yeah, I mean, like three scores of 50 gets you about 130K. Um, so, yeah, you'd have to think he'll make 150K over the next four weeks.
0: Yeah, I'm probably not going to go there, but I... I definitely wouldn't talk anybody out of it if they were um, if they were interested in him. Um, just keep in mind, it's a trade in and then a trade out. Yeah. So it's uh, it's not just one trade; it's two trades. So you gotta sort of keep that in mind when you're trading in a keeper. Like you look at a guy like Starling who very well could be a final team player, versus Hines, um, you know, something like that. You know, you look at it and go, "Oh, I'm gonna have to spend an entire extra trade." to get Heinz out later. So that might be the deciding factor if you're picking between guys. Uh, no one else there for Melbourne really is there.
1: No, I mean, the, they're all injured.
0: <laughs> yeah, just a fox going absolutely ham, but yeah. <laughs> he's yeah he's super-duper expensive and about to play Origin. So I guess we'll move on to the blockbuster at uh, Dubbo on Sunday afternoon. So Latrell Mitchell comes back, Mansour comes back, which pushes Walker back to number six and uh, Marshall back to the, back to the bench. These guys are pretty much full strength now, so they got Campbell Graham lurking down there in twenty-one. They're only really missing Cam Murray now.
1: Yeah, which is uh, which is good for us as viewers being able to watch uh, this game coming this weekend. But yeah, currently don't own any uh, any Souths players. I, I guess Dane, if you need a centre, Dan Gagai is potentially one to put on the watch list for after. After Origin, um, I mean that said, if you're not an overall player, he's he's historically usually backed up um, high break, even though I'm 69. But he seems mm. like he could represent some value um, in, in the coming weeks. I think.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Burns has been doing pretty well uh, in his stead as well. So it is every chance that they just decide to use Burns for a week and and rest Gagai because mm. you know Wayne Bennett knows that their premiership's aren't won in round you know 14 or 15. You know, but. Um, Yeah, I'd kind of be more inclined to go with somebody I know that's definitely not going to play Origin at this point. Um, But I do, obviously, he's probably an upper-tier keeper. And does he have the jewels still? Yeah, I think
1: he he does, yeah.
0: Yeah, uh, good. Yeah, no, so I mean, yeah. It's kind of, I'd be looking at him and looking at a guy like, say, Herbie Farnworth, for example, they're 11K apart. Um, but Herbie's English, so he doesn't play Origin. That might be the deciding factor. So, Well, I mean,
1: I mean, there's no reason why. Because he's break-even 69. There's no reason why you couldn't watch him for the next couple of weeks play Origin, find out if he's going to back up or not. And, and then
0: buy him but, better.
1: Yeah, maybe buy him round 15. Like There's always that option because he'll be like 480k by then. So. Yep.
0: Um, or less, depending on how bad yeah. they go this weekend. Yeah, precisely. Uh, Panther side of the ball. Obviously, Cleary uh, absolutely decimated his own record last weekend uh, just to rule my Sunday night. Uh, Outside of that, Burton's holding his spot in the centres despite probably not really doing that much. I think it's just a function of he's going to keep getting picked while they keep winning. Uh, So they got Kate well back at number 12 and um, that pushes Martin back to the bench. But outside of that, it's a very familiar looking side. Outside of Cleary who, you know, basically either you own him or you wish you owned him. but probably aren't going to buy him out of uh, spite now. Um, (laughs) Outside of that, uh, Stephen Crichton, Dylan Edwards, both uh, options that people have been talking about.
1: Yeah. uh, Where where
0: are you at in the scale of Crichton uh, in terms of, I guess, A, do you think he's going to play Origin and B, how do you rate him in terms of the centre options this week?
1: Um, I mean, A, I don't think he's going to play Origin. I, I think those two spots are going to be Latrell and Turbo. Um, mm-hmm. But, I mean, he certainly seems like a good option. There's certainly worse um, worse centre options out there. I, I just think maybe he's getting a little pricey now at 530. But, I mean, he, he certainly deserves to be in that conversation. It always seems like that's, that right centre tends to go better uh, than the left centre for some reason.
0: Or... <laughs> I guess it happens when you're playing outside Nathan Cleary.
1: Yeah, but they always seem to feed their attack left. I, I don't know, maybe. Uh,
0: but that's yeah. why it's opening the space up, so the defenders know that on the other side, so they have to sag to that other side, which opens this this um, right hand side f- right up for them.
1: Yeah, very good point. Um, yeah, because like if you look at Burton's stats, it looks almost similar to Crichton last year. Like he's only averaging thirty-seven. He's got about five tries in seven games, uh, which is pretty similar to Crichton last year. But oh, moving over to the right now, Crichton seems to have really picked up his base a little bit more. Um, certainly helps playing you know Sharks and Titans the last couple of weeks. Uh, mm-hmm. The run into the Rabbits this week, but then after that, you know Canterbury Tigers Sharks. Like you said earlier, it's certainly certainly not a bad pickup for sure.
0: Yeah. No, I think I'd be, once again, I'd be kind of more inclined to go with somebody definitely not playing Origin. Even Ole, I kind of even prefer him to Crichton. I don't know why, just my gut feeling on it. But uh, Appy's been a bit disappointing though, hasn't he? Yeah,
1: well, he hasn't had any defensive work to make, has he? And because they're uh, having all these blowouts, he's he's getting a rest too. Mm. Um, But yeah, no, I mean, I'm happy to just watch his price tumble and just keep one eye on him. But... As it currently stands, he's not—he's um, not looking like a buy. Uh, but I mean, that could switch around very quickly. We know what he's like. Um, we, we know what his history says about him. So there's every chance he can turn that around and become a become a keeper again. But yeah, currently, just keep an eye on him and yeah, let his price tumble.
0: Yep. Hopefully, I know their schedule does get a lot more difficult in the second half of the year. So hopefully, he picks it up and uh, becomes a really good buy for us later. Final game of the round, Eels versus Manly. So, uh, obviously, Arthur's been named again with Dylan Brown out for a couple more weeks. Mate, uh, scale of 1 to 10, I don't know if you don't own Isaiah Papali'i, do you?
1: No, I don't.
0: What is your area of concern with him at the moment on the scale of 1 to 10? So, start of the year off uh, really, really well. So, on the edge uh, from round four. 76 with a try, 88 with a try, 88 with two tries, 62 with a try, 80 against the Bulldogs. And then 56 against the Roosters last week, but he was on 22 with about 30 minutes to go, and he got some pretty cheap tackle bus slate, which inflated his score. And then 37 in an early shower versus the Warriors.
1: Yeah, I think uh, the level of concern has a direct correlation to how much you paid for him. <laughs> if, yeah. uh, if you're one of these people that picked him up at top dollar at 850, I'd be pulling my hair out. But if you got him at 600K, you'd be, still be laughing. Um, that said, uh, yeah, there's definitely some concern there, given that what, he's only played 80 once over the past four weeks now. Um, so, yeah, there's... <laughs> I'd, I'd definitely be a little concerned, given that if he's not playing eighty, I, I'm not sure what his keeper potential is.
0: Um. I guess the good news for people that own him is that they see we see Joe, Joey Lussick named on the bench instead of that four forward bench, mm. which could potentially be a bad thing for anyone looking at Reed Marnie. Um, maybe they've got the tap on the shoulder that Marnie's going to be playing State of Origin. So they're wanting to get some minutes into Lussic, but uh, uh, yeah, could be interesting. But you know, obviously, there could be a late switch with Stone or Hipgrave coming in as well. But um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see what happens there. I was actually penciling Marnie in for a buy in the next week or two, but I think if this bench stays like it is with Joey Lussic, who's exclusively a hooker, there, I'm going to have to be reconsidering that. I think. Mm. Um, outside of that, Mado obviously scoring really well, and uh, Nathan Brown is. Uh, or well, he was much better. He scored that try last week, but actually still only managed 50. So, I mean, he seems to me like, but he's been also been a victim of this four forward bench as well. Mm. Um, if he goes back to playing 55 to 60 minutes, is that going to be when you're starting to look at him? Yeah,
1: I'll definitely start to take a look at him if he gets back to those minutes because right now he's just not getting it. Um, you know, uh, only 45. Uh, week gone, like just gone uh, 45 back in round 7 uh 36 in round 8 but obviously injury affected um, yeah he's a bit of a tough one I I'd, I'd definitely start to take a look at him if this Joey Lusick bench uh, keeps up and Lusick is actually pinching minutes from from Marnie but yeah until then just I'm happy to happy to just wait and see
0: <laughs> yeah no more headaches exactly uh, manly side of the ball, Cade Cuss comes into the 5'8 for Kieran Foran. Great news for Schuster, who stays in his tackle bot back row role. Uh, Tom Trubojevic doing awesome. And Morgan Harper, who we highlighted as a, a potential centre of attention this week. So um, for anyone that um, is looking for a centre, he's an option. Keeping in mind that that could be a headache if Dylan Walker comes back and takes his spot. However, um, Walker hasn't really shown anything for a while now to show that he deserves that spot either so
1: yeah i mean he hasn't played center since 2019 (laughs) yeah and he hasn't really
0: been good though Mm. either at all so
1: but i mean des that's never stopped des from picking uh, players that haven't been good before
0: so yeah i guess that's true um they've also obviously welcoming um carl lawton back as well so he'll play the play reserve grade for a couple of weeks but um just something to to keep in the back of your mind as well. He's a a really good PPM pl- player when he plays hooker, um, but coming off that Achilles, you think they're going to want to get some minutes into the legs? Uh, anything else you can see there for Manly? Um, uh,
1: no, just Tommy Turbo being an absolute jet and Jake uh, Plodder Turbo still plodding along. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. Outside of that, it's uh, it's pretty humdrum, isn't it? I, I guess yeah. DCE's actually put together a couple of decent scores, but I still wouldn't be overly Keen to jump on given that four runs only out a couple of weeks, but yeah, we'll see.
0: Who knew that all these people recommending Jason Saab in NRL fantasy talk were actually giving good advice? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, it.
0: Buy Jason Saab, Buy Jason Saab in the last four games, he's gone 34,
1: 41, 62, 53. Yeah, it's certainly a bit of a turnaround for him. He's seven, 14, 16, 0, 18, 27. All he needed was turbo, that's all yeah. he needed it was Tom Trojnik in the team.
0: Yeah. so um. Yeah, no, well, obviously, good job, everybody, in NRL Fantasy Talk. I know you're all trying to troll telling people to buy sub, but you actually gave them good advice. So <laughs> there you go. And I hope you all sold him before he started doing good. <laughs> all right, let's jump into the Q&A. Ryan. Yes. We already answered this one. Um, so is it too late to get Nico Hines? Uh, you were looking at him this week, so I guess you think no. No, I,
1: I don't think it's too late, but I mean, you've got to buy him with a plan. You know, if you're buying him, you've got to know that. Okay, I'm this is a quick cash grab, and I'm going to need to get rid of him. But if you haven't saved many trades, I'd probably avoid. Um, but I, I don't think it's too late. No.
0: Cool, I agree. Uh, just obviously keep in mind, like we said, is there is a second trade there. Yeah. Um, should I be trading in another rubbish centre or just play with 16 to save trades?
1: <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah, oh, I mean, if you can move it to someone like, you know, Seb Chris, I, I, I guess. Mm. Oh, man. Yeah, it's, it's such a tough one. There's so many red dot centres at the moment. So, I don't know. What would you do, Mark?
0: Mate, well, I would simply trade in centres that don't get injured or suspended.
1: Oh, that's, that's a good strat, like Nick Kotrick, the yeah. most, rel- most reliable centre, Kelly.
0: <laughs> Nick, Nick Kotrick and Brian Kelly have not been a red dot. Well, actually, Kelly was a red dot, but then I sold him in round two or whatever. But no, they've been uh, putting up plotting scores for me, which has meant I've been able to focus uh, trades elsewhere. But, um, yeah, I mean, it dep- for me, the answer to this question would depend on what your side actually looks like. Um, if you could trade, like, let's say you got Stefano or Simkin or something like that and you can just trade them down to Seb Chris so you've got a 17th player but then also you're pocketing a bit of cash to spend on something else, I, I could see a justification in that. But, like, I wouldn't be, like, trading Peachy to Stephen Crichton or something like that. I would just go, you know what, YOLO and, and roll with 16, I think. But, yeah, no, I'd just probably just roll with uh, If if it makes sense for you to make a trade – long-term and the benefit is as well that you get 17 this week do that but if you're costing yourself long-term to waste another trade on the center maybe not does that help is that a good is that good information i hope for his sake it does (laughs) (laughs) um when do we expect to see james the goat roberts back into the side oh
1: god i mean he's lurking in in the reserves isn't he um Mm. I mean, he wasn't lighting the world on fire to begin with. So, I mean, if uh, if the Tigers actually win like they did last week, you'd, you'd have to think, I mean, he's just going to keep riding the reserves, isn't he? Like, mm-hmm. seems like they like Adam Dewey at centre and Joey Leilua. Um, but that said, the moment they lose a game, he could be back into this yeah. side. We know Madge just tops and changes that on a whim. So,
0: Yeah, is li- liable to do something stupid at any time, in which case he'll be straight back in. So, yeah. Uh, Play with 16, save a trade or trade at another (laughs) centre. Have banked four trades so far. Have Peachy, Farnworth, and Sini. Could get around 16 centre. I assume that means 13. But uh, Crichton has Rabbits this week and best needs playmakers. Or Manu is looking cheap. Have 11 played in round 13 or 12 if you count Sini. I wouldn't be counting Sini. I wouldn't be getting your hopes up for that one. Um. I mean, you could look at like this is a good spot where if you got if you got like sixty k and you could go Cini to Seb Chris, that might be a way to something to look at. Um, yeah, if you've banked four trades, which is the same as what I've done so far, um, you're probably doing better than a lot of people. Yeah. So um. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if you got fifty k in the bank, I could see just doing something like that. Um, I'll, I'll, the alternative is yeah if you've got peachy and Farmworth, you really don't need a keeper you kind of just need a cash maker there so yeah I don't make yeah um, go I'd say go with your gut but yeah, if you got 50 k what do you think about Sini to Chris
1: yeah I mean I, I like it I, it's it's certainly one I'm considering because I'm in a I'm in a position where I, a bit of a strange position this week because I've got five red dots myself this week but four of those red dots I don't really want to trade so Sini's sort of the odd man out so it's like mm. who can I move Sini to like for me position doesn't matter so i mean i could get chris because i mean who doesn't need center depth these days <laughs> you no, know, everyone... yeah. yeah so i mean it's certainly one i'm considering myself but yeah I, I i don't dislike it i think i think chris could make a bit of money um it's it's hard to say though how long croaker's going to be out but that said he wasn't going very well when he was in anyway so
0: yeah, it's kind of a hard one. I think, yeah, I think it probably, that would be the go.
1: Um, so,
0: traded for Fita last week. Is it time to trade Pappenhausen this week?
1: I mean, if I've traded for, because uh, I, I held for Fita, but if um, if you traded for Fita, I'd be more inclined to hang on to Papp because, I mean, how many trades are you going to burn on guys that are that are keepers? Um,
0: and, and more to the point as well is who are you trading them to? There's yeah, actually exactly. not that many good top-end options and, like, uh, Pappenhausen, you've got to remember, Pappenhausen was absolutely decimating everybody else, else at the position. Same thing with Fafida almost as well. So I mean, it's uh it's pretty shy, pretty short, you know, at the top. Mm. Um, yeah. Because then because
1: like you you're sort of left with like origin options after that, like oh, to was a good chance for origin. Dewey's moved to center now, so he's not really on the radar. Luttrell, probably Origin, um, mm. RTS falling off a cliff. Yeah.
0: Toto is about to go into – he's just come off a 25 and he's about to go into Souths and then potentially State of Origin and then a, a tougher schedule. Mm. Um, yeah, uh, I would be very, very concerned if I was a Toto owner.
1: Yeah, like the next best option trading down PAP would probably be Dylan Edwards at 595k. 500 yeah.
0: yeah, I feel like he could make a, a better choice this week. Yeah, this is the short answer to that question. All right, um, what do we think about Joey Manu as a centre option exclusively for head to head? Um, yeah, he's an interesting
1: one. He was one I, I was looking at when I was in need of a centre. I'm, um, I'm not too, I don't know, I'm not too sold on him. Like as a as a keeper, I think he's a rung below some of these other guys, like uh, like an Olam or. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. He, he, I've sort of got him projected for like a high third. Like he, mm. all of these guys are sort of like high thirties to like upside to very low forties type of guys. Yeah. Um, but that said, if I'm buying a center, like I said earlier, I, I want a center in a team that's going to be scoring point uh, going to be scoring a lot of points. So, um, I, I'm sure Manu fits that build, but yeah, I'd, I'd rather take a guy like Olam or I mean, even Gagai in a week or so. But I, I guess you probably need a center now.
0: Yeah, or even Bradman best. I know we're sort of a bit shy on him at the moment, but you know Green's not far away. Ponger will be back probably next week. You know, if if Fitzgibbons, assuming that the Cowboys manage to dispatch of them this week, um, it might be the it might be the end for some players in this night's team, including potentially Fitzgibbons. So, yeah, I, um, I would be more inclined to look at. I know I keep saying his name again, but I said it last week and it seemed to work really well. Um, <laughs> Herbie Farnworth, you know, 490k or 480k. What's Manu? I think Manu would be more expensive than that, wouldn't he? Yeah,
1: Manu's 483, so just. just yeah,
0: no, definitely Herbie. has a Jewel as well Was always helpful. Plays around 13, no state of origin. Well, I guess Manu doesn't play state of origin either. So. Uh, is AM9 a cell? I think we covered that. Uh, probably not but uh, yeah. be, be afraid, be very afraid.
1: Yeah, put him on your uh, sell watch list, but I wouldn't be selling this week. I'd, I'd definitely wait and see how um, how Amone is going to be used. But, yeah, I, I, I still think he's a hold for now. Most teams have other problems too.
0: Yeah, I think he's a comfortable 55 with upside to low 60s as an average. Um, mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't be wouldn't be even thinking about selling him. Mm-hmm. Who should I be looking to trade oh, – sorry, to upgrade – um, selling Curran, if it's confirmed, he's up four to eight weeks. Obviously, he's two to four weeks. Um, and out of, why is it Ryan Madison? I know he, he's already made his decision about this trade, but I'm sure. But uh, it is an interesting pointer around Curran two to four weeks.
1: Yeah, um, I, he's sitting at, what, 500K now, break even at 16. Um, I mean, he's, he's certainly probably got another 100K to make if he was playing... <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, it's a tough one. I mean, if you needed an edge, <laughs> it'd probably be an easy trade to Harrower Naira or Chris Smith or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. Or even, yeah, only what 190k to, to Madison.
0: Yeah, um, that seems like an obvious option to me. If you don't have Meadow um, and Crichton sitting there as well, guy a couple of other guys in that in that price bracket. Um, if it's but the thing is, if it's only two weeks, you probably should be holding him.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I tend to agree, but. I mean, God, who knows how Nathan Brown's mm, he, when he well, comes back? Nah, he, was, he, he, was, he was on the bench. He was on the bench uh, last week. I know he scored a try and you know managed to boost his score, but uh, I mean, if he's only playing what
0: fifty minutes off the bench, who knows? Brownie was talking him up pretty heavily in a media in a news article today. So okay, yeah, I think I think if your gut is that he's going to be out for two for the lower end of that, um, I maybe be inclined to hold him and just play one of your emergencies. Uh, Jarvid Bowen, under the radar as a cheap centre replacement. Obviously, we've flagged him, so coming back, so probably not that. Um, thoughts on Chris Smith, we've done that. Uh, what is the trade priority? I don't want to trade one, any of them, but need to sell at least one of Momorowski, Curran and Papenhausen. Momorowski feels like the obvious sell for me.
1: Yeah, I think Momorowski is the sell there.
0: Yeah, so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm departing Momorowski Station this week, I think. Um, I've, I've had my soul destroyed, I'm pretty confident. After seeing this now that, um, yeah, that they're not going to just go back to what was working for them before, they're going to go back to what was working for them now. Um, I guess the reality for them is it probably doesn't matter who they play in the centres. <laughs> uh, the best case scenario for anyone holding Momorowski, obviously, is Gagai uh, teaches him a lesson this week and then... Um, and Momorowski gets back into the side because obviously we know Burton's on uh, half, not a centre. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I'll probably just, probably just sell Momorowski. Uh, if I don't have Cleary, should I delete the app?
1: <laughs> I'll leave that question to you, mate.
0: No, mate. Trust the process. <laughs> uh, are we giving up on Takiyaho?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I gave up on him weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he just hasn't kicked on this year, and he's been so disappointing this year. Mm. Um,
0: Twenty five points. Let's going?
1: Five hundred fourteen k now. Yeah, yeah oh my he's gosh. he's completely off the boil, isn't he? And lost yeah. goal kicking, and which is surprising because I actually think he's a better goal kicker than. Uh, oh, Sam Walker's Walker. a terrible goal kicker. Yeah, Walker's like a Kalen Ponga type, you know, sixty five percent kind of guy. Um, but I guess, <laughs> like, I don't even know why uh, Takiyaho would be like tired when he's only playing like 30 minutes on the bench.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe they don't want to keep swapping goal kickers and they want Walker to have the practice. Yeah, possibly. Um, Surprise, surprise, I need a center this week. Not really too enthused by the cheapy options, and I own Bird and Peachy, so thinking I may as well just grab another gun center and pick the weakest of the three. To a cheapie to free up cash for round 17. Money not an issue. Who would you go to best? Olam Crichton.
1: Um, uh,
0: not interested in Kelly or Farnworth. No offense. Well, <laughs> when, you, when, you, when you're when when you coming at me with not interested in my boy, <laughs> how do you expect me to give you good advice? I'm trying to help you here. Oh, Why are you not interested in Farnworth? I just don't understand. What does he have to do? He scored 50 in a team that lost by 44 points
1: with 11 men.
0: <laughs> with 11 men. Like, what, what, what? Do you not like good players? You want to trade in somebody who's going to get injured? I'm so mad. <laughs>
1: um, I mean, of those options, I probably like Olam the most. But that said, uh, if you're trading at a third gun center, I'd probably want someone with dual position that could cover. Um, you know, cover your wing fullbacks during that origin period. So maybe Stephen Croydon. Um, or,
0: or maybe Herbie fine. <laughs> my advice is go against your gut because you're a dud, Bill um, Nah, that's funny. I'm so, I'm just, <laughs> so good for I can't, me. I can't forgive you for that. Don't don't be sliding in my DMs for advice next week. you <laughs> trashing my boy Herbie. <laughs> oh, this is a much better question. Should I get Herbie or Kelly? much better question
1: that that bloke and uh should fight i think
0: yeah all right We're gonna do a a trial by combat between camo dwire and Billent, and whoever wins it's it's a superior center um and also he's got starling chn or walsh as well
1: as in he wants to buy one of those three as well yeah uh i'd probably lean starling i i'd I'd love Walsh if he was starting, but because I'd honestly, I'd, I'd plan to trade in Walsh this week if he was starting. But when he's on the bench at 400k, you just have to avoid. You can't be buying yeah. a bench player at 400k. No. Um, so, yeah, I'd probably lean Starling and probably Herbie, I think.
0: Yeah, me too. Easy choice for me. Uh, is Tom Gilbert a lock for the starting spot moving forward? Well, no, he's actually a prop. I <laughs> ah, gotcha. No, um, no. I think Hess will come back into that starting spot, but I don't necessarily know if it matters per se. Um, I think that the only buy in the Cowboys forward pack is Tomalolo. If that answers your question, though. Anything to add to that one? No,
1: you're the Cowboys man. I, I no, agree.
0: I think that's about it. So I reckon we tie this off. Oh, do we get the? Uh, do we get the Instagram? We got a really, really good question through on Instagram earlier.
1: Oh, yeah. Do you want me to uh, grab that one for you?
0: Yeah, if you can read that uh, Instagram question (laughs) out for me.
1: Well, uh, one was uh, just asking if Starling was a buy, and I think we've answered that. Yeah. Um, And our other question was asking, my friend's got a new puppy who's waking him up at 4 a.m. He's using these early morning hours to send me Tolman, Graham, and other terrible fantasy takes. How do I... How do I get his puppy to sleep so I can also sleep?
0: <laughs> That's a fantastic question. All right Now, first of all, what you got to do is you got to crush up some pet-friendly sleeping tablets and put it in the dog's food. So you don't want to harm the dog. You just want it to go to sleep. Um, but secondly, what you could do is go around and, um, like, poke him in his knee that he's just had reconstructed. That's what I would do.
1: Yeah, our, our intern Rob, I think he's uh, he's the one with the new puppy suggesting these these takes, and we all know that he, he's got he's got more uh, knees than brain cells
0: currently. So yeah, it must have been all the um, the painkillers that he was yeah. on he was suggesting you those options. Except when I do, when I suggest bad options, it's cool. When you do it, Rob, it's not cool. It's just sad for everybody. So
1: just don't <laughs> do it, mate. Yeah, least, Rob, mate, if you're going to be suggesting players, at least you get ones with shit haircuts like CD. You know,
0: yeah. This you can feel good about looking at players like Sydney Tolman doesn't make anybody happy, mate. <laughs> no one wants to buy sharks players. Yeah, exactly. All right, I think that'll just about do it. It's a quick podcast for us tonight. So um, yeah, hopefully everybody well, everybody obviously knows what they're doing already, which is uh, which is good news. Hopefully that means you're uh, you're tired of listening to our bad advice and you're coming up with your own uh, options as well. That's what we want. So we want you either- to.
1: Since we've actually gone a little bit shorter tonight, mate, what are you doing with your trades this week? What am I doing with
0: my trades? So I've got Simkin sitting there staring at me, and I think um, he's not even in the 21 this week. So nah. he's going to be departing my side for Tom Starling. Uh, okay. So I did sell for feeder for Madison last week, so I've got a really nice 500K sitting in the bank. So that's going to occupy some of that money.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The rest of it, I think, is going to go towards upgrading Momorowski to Tamalolo.
1: Ooh, that's spicy. I like it. Yeah, so
0: I'm going to be rolling a Connor Watson, Sam Walker loophole this week mm, very um, nice. via uh, Pappenhausen's Red Dot and Dane Laurie on the bench. So, Okay. Yeah, I've actually got pretty – the only problem for me after that is Sini sitting down there in 21. I'm pretty happy with everybody else. So mm. it's just going to be some luxury upgrades over the next couple of weeks. It was going to be Marnie next week, but if this uh, bench persists, I might have to look elsewhere for that as well. I don't know. It's a bit bit thin at the top, I think. So yeah, yeah. what about yourself?
1: Oh mate, I've got no idea. Like I've got uh, Fafita, Verrells, Lomax, Pappenhausen, and Sini all with red dots. And like I said, the other one there I particularly want to trade is is Senior to get seventeen this week. And then after that, I'm you know I'd like to get someone uh, like Starling in, but it would mean trading like Walker or Watson or you know or Schuster, which. Sort of seems like a, a luxury trade. Um, so I'm, I'm thinking maybe just moving Sydney to a green dot and holding a trade, maybe. I'm, I'm not sure. You've,
0: you've been burning through them pretty quickly. Well, I, trade, think the,
1: I think I've got the same as you.
0: You're 20 before trades this week?
1: Oh, I've got 19 before trades.
0: Ah, see, you're done. <laughs> hey, um, what about Cody Ramsey? Yeah, I mean,
1: how many? How long is he? Because he hasn't been going too well on the wing and he's only going to get, what, like maybe two weeks at full work?
0: No, I think it sounds like it's like six. Six? I saw, yeah. I saw the
1: physio saying that like even the worst uh, AC joints are like two to four. And oh, yeah, because
0: he, he avoided surgery, didn't he? Yeah,
1: because yeah. yeah, Pat was out for three. So, um, like,
0: yeah, I don't know. He's, NRL uh, physio fake news. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Because, I mean, I guess at least Ramsey's got guaranteed job security. It's just that he wasn't yeah, going to yeah, crash he, out on the he's, wing.
0: He's not very good. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, he scored six against the Storm with a try. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: well, he's in, he was in Ciney country for a while there and he got yeah. bailed out. So there's not really a lot of good options in that cheap price bracket, is there? So
1: No, I mean... Yeah, uh, maybe I'll uh, YOLO it and uh, take a punt on Albert Kelly. I've been told that he used to he used to be a gun back in the day, a fantasy <laughs> half gun.
0: Oh, that sounds uh, like a big headache to me.
1: It sure does. But oh, I just need 17 this week. I need to trade Cini to someone. I just don't know who yet.
0: Hmm. All right. Well, I think that'll just about do us for tonight. So uh, hopefully Ryan can come up with a good option between now and uh, when the first game starts. So uh, thanks for joining us all and we'll uh, talk to you through the week.
1: Love you guys.